Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everyone, it's James Vagley. Welcome to another episode of the NBA podcast. And uh, we're getting close. It's not even a round number. It's episode 149. It's like we're working up to episode 1,000 by my level of enthusiasm. But um, I, I'm excited. It's 149. We're talking about expo and trade show marketing. Team, listeners, should you do it? Shouldn't you do it? How do you do it? We're going to talk about all those sorts of things. But before we do, Ash, in the red chair, how are you? Uh, never better, James. Great to be here. And uh, I hope you're well too. Uh Look, as soon as soon as this uh, topic came into my purview, right, it immediately took me back, right? It just immediately took me back if I can jump straight in, right? Jump straight in. That, uh, you know, it was a very common form of getting yourself out there when I started in this game back in the mid-'90s, right? That's like a century ago, right? Um, it feels like it because – Marketing ideas were fairly thin on the ground. Digital media didn't exist. TV existed, but it was very expensive. Radio existed, again, very expensive. Newspapers existed, uh, expensive. Oh, then you've got home expos. Oh, I could have a site at a home expo for a few hundred bucks. That seems like a good idea. That's my starting point. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So well, I thought you were about to start with it was a cold and stormy dark night or something like that. But this is- well, I, I, live, I live in regional Victoria, so there's a fair chance it was a cold and stormy night. But look, I did quite a few of them, right, listeners? You know, I, I did quite a few early on in my career, um, which is not to say they're not still valuable now. But I guess I defaulted to them as a, well, it just seems like a good idea and I need to find people and people go to trade shows and expos, therefore... I've got something to offer. There's people that might want what I offer. I should be there. Oh, yeah. it's. Um, I think we can almost put this under the banner of the old school forgotten strategies that PS still work. Like uh, in the 2023 we are in now with digital marketing and websites and social media and a lot of the focus on uh, growing brand and being very social there is a dropping of the ball in the proven old school strategies, like go out and talk to people, be involved in local communities. And there are tons of events and shows and things happening all the time. Still, people love going to these things. So it is an opportunity. Uh, you know, one of the things we talk about when we work with our clients, Ash, especially when it's in marketing and attracting new, biz- new business into your business, it's, Number one, who do I want to attract? Okay, maybe I want to attract first home buyers. Great. Okay, where are first home buyers already going, hanging out and grouping together? And, you know, you do a brainstorm exercise. They might be hanging out here online. They might be hanging out over here. They might be reading this. They might be doing that. One of the things they're probably doing is going to home buyer expos. Hmm. or related expos. 
You want to be working with business owners? Well, where are they hanging out? They're probably going to business conferences and business expos. These are happening all the time, networking events, etc. So um, it's kind of a forgotten strategy. So I think it's something that people can focus on if it works for their business and strategy. But um, the next question is, okay, but if I'm going to spend this money and go there, what do I do? Do I stand there hoping people will come and talk to me? Do I hand out chocolates and, you know, run competitions and do all that sort of stuff that everybody seems to do these days? If they're going to spend the time and money to go to an expo, how do I actually generate conversations and leads and make some money from it? That's the key, isn't it? I reckon you just described the first three expos I did, standing there going, come and talk to me, come and talk to me. Why aren't you talking to me? Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a fun thing to recall for me, but I just to, yeah, just to move forward to be a little bit um, serious about it. I love expos. People love getting out for me. If you're going to do, do one, you need to be really clear about the outcome that you're looking to achieve. Right. Um, so you're never going to spend as much as the competition. So the mistake I think from, from a don't is to feel like you've got to have the best looking, um, you know, uh, set up, you know, you go to some of these expos and you ask yourself, geez, how much money did they spend on their setup? It's like, Oh, I can't compete with that. Here I am with a little bunch of balloons and an A-frame. Right. And, and they've got, you know, people walking around and giveaways and all sorts of banners and streamers. And it's like, so that's the first mistake, you know, look professional, but don't try and compete with everyone else. So I would ask myself if I was doing an expo, what am I wanting to achieve, right? Is it to build a list of potential clients? That's number one. Is it to do business at the expo? Is it to use it as a collection point to network and meet potential referral partners. That's a bit of a hidden ninja way I that I started going to expos because that's all the people I wanted to build referral partnerships were at expos. Um, so that's probably the where you need to approach an expo. Uh, just as an interesting anecdote um, that I was thinking about when you were talking before, James, and this has just happened recently with another one of our members. I was chatting to him about he was saying, oh, I've got an opportunity to spend some money sponsoring a sporting club. Uh, and I also want to do an expo right now. The sporting club was three grand, I think. And the expo might've been 1500. Right. And I said, well, okay. You know, when you spend the money at the sporting club, what's your client acquisition strategy? I don't have one. Okay. So you're going to give them three grand as a donation. Are you They're like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. But the message was, okay, if you've got this capital to, exp capital to expend and you've got a, sp a sponsorship at a sporting club where you might have your name on something and maybe maybe people will see your name and ring you, that's not really a strategy. Then I said, okay, you've got this, you got this expo. It's going to cost you $1,500. The people are telling you that they get somewhere between three and 5,000 people through the door. So that's your potential audience. Do you th not think it would be better to come up with a way to collect as many of those names as you possibly can? get them into some sort of opt-in relationship where they get something and they give you their details and then they're on a marketing nurture system that you can convert into clients later. Yep. Do you think that's a more effective use of your capital 
you could do two home shows or two expos for the same price as one sponsorship, and the expo's got a very specific methodology to collect names and numbers that can become clients. So obviously it became very obvious. Don't worry about the sponsorship for the moment. Maybe explore it later. Do the expo. Come up with this strategy, which was, you know, to a bit of a competition type structure. You know, it gives something away in return because that's what people love doing at expos, James. In my opinion, I've done enough of them. They don't want to get into deep discussions about their home loan. Maybe one or two people do, and you wouldn't want that. You don't want to be tied up doing a loan appointment with someone for an hour when you've got all these other people. You just want to say, you know, here's your balloon. Here's your packet of mints. Here's your brochure. Oh, by the way, we're giving away a $1,500 holiday to Noosa, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, you've got to leave your name and number to be in the comp, what, whatever, right? People will go, scribble, 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 give me the freebies, put them in the show bag, keep moving. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly the mentality of a person going to an expo. And we need to know that, right? Like if we're going to go to these things, we know that people are going to be wandering around collecting stuff signing up for competitions, and they're just there to absorb information. Like some people might be wanting to have a conversation, in which case, great, you're there to start conversations, but start them. Like start the conversation and as quickly as possible, move them to a, we need to get a meeting. Let's transfer details. Let's book it in. So we're starting conversations with people that are interested, but we're not having, as you say, 20, 30-minute one-on-ones discussions. Um, I just wrote down and thought one thing when you're talking, Ash, in that being there doesn't do anything. Like, you know, I'm going to get this stall and I've got my fancy banners and I'm going to stand there with my looking good, my brochures and all my merch laid out and I'm just going to be there. Like being there doesn't do anything. Um, So I like that you laid out essentially the three main goals in that, well, the goal is to network with the other exhibitors so that you can potentially get into their customer base. The second goal is to build a list of people that you can follow up with. And then the third goal is to start conversations with people that are at some point in the buying cycle. So that's kind of the, that's the magic trio. Like everybody wandering around an expo is at some point on that timeline. They're either just curious in which great, give them a reason to be, to join your database for something of value and maybe competitions are great too, so that you can build and nurture them over time so that when they're ready, you're there. Some people might be knocking on the door going, right, I'm, I need to talk to somebody about yep. a loan. Great, start the conversation, book a meeting. And maybe you can let us in behind the, the scenes a tiny bit, Ash. Other mm. exhibitors, extend, extend on that one just a little bit because they're a mortgage broker, they're at a insert whatever the type of expo was, there's a lot of other exhibitors there. What did you do? What was the strategy there? Uh, well, I, hands up and being totally honest here, and if you're watching the video, you'll see my hand go up. Confession, this was an accidental outcome initially, and then it became an intentional strategy. So in the very first instant, listeners, I, I went to my first expo or two, um, very amateurish. Like I look back and have a chuckle to myself, but you know, I had a go. Yeah, I put myself out there. I spent the bucks. I got the A-frame, the balloons, the business cards, and I sat there and collected a few names. When I had the opportunity, I just started talking to other exhibitors just for something to do. And it actually transpired, we should catch up. 
So I didn't approach it with that strategy at the start. However, after that, it cottoned on to me when I'm looking to build partnerships. We're all there for the same purpose. Where they're available, they're, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, right? They're already there. They've got no. They can't get away from me. Right? Good point. <laughs> Tell the secretary they're not in, right? So and it, and so I then I started thinking, okay, I'm a pretty quiet, introverted person. I'm sitting at a home show, right? Um, I've, you know, what do I talk about? So you know, I, you just go up and start conversations. But the purpose of the conversation became very simple over two or three or four iterations, and that was just to create a connection create an interest in having a chat at a later date and get their agreement that I'll I'll follow you up and catch up with you. That's it. Like it's worth the money just for that, right? So from my perspective, it's a fantastic investment if you do it right. Like if you have to pay, let's say it costs you a total of two grand, a thou or 1500, maybe you have to buy an iPad and make an iPad available as a prize, right? To, to, for people to trade their details in, in, for a chance of getting the iPad and maybe you have to buy a few branded pens and, you know, foam footballs or whatever it is you need to do that they take away for the kiddies. That's what my daughter used to tell me. That's the only thing she wanted. Make sure you bring me back the foam balls. That's it. Like, don't worry about any of the other brochures. I just want the trinkets. It's the trinkets, the key rings, the pens, the foam balls. Okay. But I digress. So you go, you pay uh, two or three grand, you collect 50 or 100 names, you build a list of three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten contacts that you can follow up. Would you pay three? If I said to you, give me three grand and here's 100 people who are happy to talk to you and here's five or ten potential relationships that can keep feeding you, would you pay two or three grand for that? Of course you would. Of course. As opposed to two, three grand for a sponsorship that's got no guarantee of even one single customer. Yeah. Oh, it's important. I mean, uh, and as you were talking, yeah, the other exhibitors are also prospects, right? Depending on, you know, they're, they're still people with loans and wants and needs. So, yeah, and as you said, they're captive. They're, they're, they're sitting there. So when it's lunchtime or it's set-up time, everyone's setting up and the people haven't come in yet, to wander around and introduce yourself to 100 other exhibitors, well, that could be 100 people who now know that you're a mortgage broker and... It'd be interesting to know the stats, Ash, like at any one time, if you took a random sample of 100 people, who would go, oh, I'm, can, I, can we have a chat? Because I'm thinking about doing something or I'd like to look at blank. You know, it'd be interesting oh. to know. Surely there's a few at any one time. I think I remember hearing from another presenter recently something like a few percent at any one time are actively looking to buy a product. I think it's higher than people might think james and you're actually touching on a completely different podcast topic which is cafe hacks right that's the substance of why i did my whole cafe process which was to start a conversation with enough people that i'd hit the mark with people that were thinking about doing something yeah i love it that's it that's as simple as that (laughs) it's just like you know even if we blow out the budget and let's say it's going to cost five grand because might have been a few years since we've been to expos get the stall, pay for the banners and all the chocolates and the phone balls. Let's just say it's five grand. That might be two loans or one decent size, big loan, uh, depending on where you are in Australia um, or overseas. One or two loans. If you work the room before the doors even open, just the other exhibitors, which surely there'd be 50, 100, 200, depending on the size of this place. 
you could probably make all your money back just by talking to the other exhibitors. Like there's probably a loan or two by introducing yourself to the other exhibitors, let alone all of the people that are going to come streaming through. So, uh, you know. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, the other thing I would add, James, is the other thing that I did is go and pay your vivacious niece 200 bucks to man the stall. And I, I mean that seriously. It doesn't have to be your niece. That's just what I did. Mm-hmm. What I found the first time I did it is I wanted to go and talk, to, or the second time I wanted to go and talk to people, but I was manning the store by myself, so I couldn't leave my stall. Mm. So then I thought, okay, I need someone to man the stall who people are happy to talk to. So I got my niece, you know, who was like 19 and, you know, a vivacious, happy, chat, ch- chirpy sort of girl, happy to talk to people and hand out cards and get people to fill out forms. It allowed me to go off and do my networking not having to keep an eye on the stall, wondering if somebody was there to talk to people. So that would be the other thing if you're going to do this properly is have a second person available, maybe not for the whole time, but part of the time that frees you up to go and have those conversations um, and collect those appointments. Definitely, yeah. So, um, yeah, Tim, if you decide to do this, it's still they still happen all around the country. Yeah. Look them up, you know people you want to get in front of, your ideal clients, your, you know, they are going places. Put yourself in those places, you know, big cities, regional, huge expos, smaller expos. There are opportunities probably every week. And, you know, if you bake this into a recurring ongoing strategy, it can be a really valuable pillar for for your business. And uh, just do it smart. I'm going to give away my last hack on this, right? This is going to seem obvious to people, but I go to a lot of markets, right? It's, tw- it's, it's what is it, August 2023. I go to a lot of markets because my wife runs a stall at a market, you know, selling stuff, kids' clothes. I want to tell you something. Those farmers' markets and country markets and city markets, they get thousands of people and it, and it costs like 50 bucks for a stall, Right. 50 or $100, and they get hundreds, if not thousands of people through them. Mm-hmm. Most of them are your target market. One in three is a home owner or home buyer. That's about the odds. About 35% of all adults are either buying a home or own a home, right? Yeah. So there's a little, so trade shows, but also don't ignore markets where you can set up a little stall. I know that, I know that it's, you're not, People don't go to the markets to, for home loans. But if you can come up with the right approach to give something away um, in return for collecting names and numbers, man, oh, man, how low is your cost of acquisition of an opportunity to talk to somebody at a market? Very, very low. Very right? low. That's very ninja ash and listeners, right, you know, park these ideas because, you know, where everybody's ideas and brain went were property expo, home by like all of the, the, the normal ones, like – Spread the net, local markets, craft markets, fruit and veg. Like it, it doesn't matter. As long as there are people there, you can get ninja with this. And this goes for anything, right? Expos, partnerships. Everybody goes, I just want to be accountants and real estate agents. There are tons of other people you can partner with. Same as the expos. Property expos are great. There are a hundred others if you get a bit more creative with your thinking. The only idea is, are there people going to be there? Great. And what have I got to do to collect their name and number? Mm-hmm. That's all you got to ask yourself. Are there going to be people there? What have I got to do for them to be happy to give me their name and number? Exactly. Then go for it. Then go for it. Well, uh, 
It's a bit of an old school strategy. They still happen. Uh, the opportunities are their team. Go after them. Just do it correctly and uh, you could be on to a winner. So, uh, Ash, it's been a fun conversation, listeners. I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, I'm looking forward to next week, whatever we have in store. Old school, new school. I do love the old school hacks. They still work, but you've got to be ninja about them. Yeah. Great chat, James. We'll see you next week. Exactly. And it's it's episode 150 next week. So hang on to your hats for then. I'll see you then. Looking forward to it. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven results-driven programs, live events, and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big, and go big with Broker Ideas Group.